and now my life has changed a little bit. I've been on telly, found the love of my life, and I've moved to Canberra. Wow. <laughs> hey, this is Maddie. Hey, it's Georgie. And this is the Legally Blonde Podcast. Girlies. Boys, today I have one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. She is my best friend and also one of the stars of <laughs> the latest F- uh, season of Farmer Wants a Wife, Olivia. Yes, welcome ma'am. to the show. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you going today? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> look but, pretty solid. I mean, I haven't been to Wollongong for a little while, so it's always good to come back. Plus, the weather's pretty stunning. So. The weather is beautiful. Putting on a show. Just Honestly, it's so weird getting up in the morning and it's not like negative two degrees. Because where are you now? <laughs> you are in... Yeah, so Matthew and I are living throughout the week in Canberra, and then on the weekends we're going back to Bookham for the farm. Oh, farm live. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know. <laughs> Wearing her overall straw hat. <laughs> straw in the mouth. Yeah, straw in the mouth. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so we have to start off with a question that we ask all of our guests. Okie dokie. Just because um, it's the theme of the show. Right. What is the most blonde moment of your career? But you've had a lot of careers, so... This is true. And I think, um, look, I will classify it as a career, but you know how houseboat, like, everyone thinks it's transitionary. I still think it like shaped like where I am today. So I think the most blonde moment, and I still cringe about this, <laughs> I was running a restaurant and so I was the restaurant manager. And generally like my job is to not bring out cakes to tables because like I'm so busy, like watching the floor and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. One of my staff members was having like a menti bee in the cool room, as we all do. So they were like, can you organize the cake? And I was like, yeah, no worries. And so this is like back in the day when you'd bring out the cake and they're like sparklers and people were playing drums and like tambourine, like, and it was like a big thing. The full and people, The full bloody shebang. Um, and yes, I brought out the wrong cake to the wrong table. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I had to like, and then I put it down. They're like, this is not my cake. And then like the lady came running across the other side of the restaurant. She's like, that's my cake. And I had to take it back. <laughs> so embarrassing. And I had to do it again with a different cake. Oh, <laughs> no. So no. Yeah. That was wrong. Honestly, like- I was like, I can't believe I'm the manager and I messed up about the cake. <laughs> like, of all things. Anyway, that was probably my most moment. Did you at least do the whole like, yeah, I fucked up. Or like, were you like, like manager style like no this was someone else's fault no i think that's a bad manager where are you <laughs> <laughs> i was like own, own your shit georgie no, I own my shit. it's just like i've had managers that like do not take accountability no Ooh. i'm 100 like if i if i mess up i'm like look i'm that's so sorry you. let me get the other one i love that and do you want to show the woman cello <laughs> i'll have one with you <laughs> i needed one now stressful night well tell us a bit like before we even get into you know the farm wants a wife experience tell Mm. us a bit about you know yourself and your upbringing what what is little olivia like (laughs) (laughs) um look i think i've had you know comparatively to some families quite a normal life um so I grew up in Robertson. So my family had a little, like a hobby farm there. The big potato. The, the big potato, which more looks like a bit of a tampon, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like, like a bit yeah. That's what I was going to say, it looks like a turd, but fair. <laughs> we'll go with tampon. Um, um, and uh, my, then my parents ended up getting a divorce when I was little. So my mom moved here to Wollongong. And then my father stayed up in Robertson. So I would do part-time Robertson, part-time Wollongong. Um, and then 
pretty much stayed in Wollongong um, f- through schooling, so primary school and then um, stayed in Wollongong for high school. Um, I went to St Mary's and I went to Wollongong of Performing Arts mm. and then I went to UOW. I feel like everyone did that. Like, oh, if you go to high school and you finish HSC, you do uni and blah, blah, blah. It's just Wollongong culture. Mm-hmm. So I um, got into law at UOW and then I decided that that wasn't for me. Um, and I changed to international studies and I met my first boyfriend who broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was bum hole. Um, anyway. <laughs> Even better. You're done. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> um, and then... Um, I started working part-time and then like quite quickly started working full-time. So then I dropped back part-time with uni. Um, and then, uh, and then I decided to defer uni and then I got a job out of HOSPO with, um, as like an admin assistant. And then I did my cert for in business and like through that time, obviously I broke up with a bum hole. So through that time I was just kind of casually dating tossing out the waters which I think was good like I feel like whenever like anybody's had a single st- like little stint um it's really important for growth especially in your 20s because you figure out like what you're like in a relationship what you need what your boundaries are um and expectations and whatnot um so that that was like good for me but then I kind of realized that I wanted to start settling down because you know those short-term casual relationships you know they do it like they weren't fulfilling yeah they, they were nice but they weren't fulfilling and that's why I was like okay I'm ready to settle down and then yeah as a joke we were like around sitting in the office and the girls were like oh talking about tv shows and then we like brought up that we thought the most wholesome was like Farmer's Wife <laughs> so I googled Farmer's Wife and we were sitting around my computer and then little Matthew pops up and we were like oh he's cute he's very cute and I clicked on him and he was literally me like if I was looking for someone, that was like, that's Matthew. So then we all sat around, we applied for it. And then, yeah, I got a call. And now my life has changed a little bit. I've been on telly, found the love of my life, and I've moved to Canberra. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Like, I love watching you just be your best self in Canberra. I hate that you're so far away, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's a big move. And, you know, definitely, like, probably not what was expected because obviously when on farm wants wife not camp boy wants a girlfriend but <laughs> but look it's transitionary oh, <laughs> it just processed in my brain what you said camper boy wants a girlfriend <laughs> so currently not on farm wants what no i'm kidding um it's good because i feel like it like allowed us to slow down a little bit and um develop our relationship in a healthy way so That's yeah so good have Pretty you found slim. like a massive difference with your relationship on tv versus in real life um no honestly like I think I think we were more conservative on telly because you know you don't want the nation to know exactly you know all the little special things about a relationship but when like you know what you take what you can get when you're on like when you're filming so you only get certain amount of time together without all of the other girls around. So you do try to make the most of it. Mm. And so all of those concerns and like thinking about the cameras, it just goes out the window because like my priority like became, I want to like, I want to make the most of this quality time with Matthew. Wow. So you really like, once you started getting into it, the cameras and all the film crew kind of disappear without really like vision. Wow. Yeah. So honestly, like maybe the first two weeks I was quite nervous around cameras and then eventually it's just it's crazy how quickly humans can adjust to different settings Mm. and like that just became super apparent 
with filming because you just adjust and it's still tough and like the whole context that you're in is difficult but I think having cameras around was like the least of my worries wow Mm. like that's that's so interesting to know but I I feel like it kind of does look like a competitive kind of show do you Mm. feel that kind of atmosphere when you're you know in amongst the girls oh you do (laughs) and look it's more it's more so trying trying to find that balance between being respectful of the other women and then trying to build a relationship Mm. and when you are in a group setting it's very much like tiptoeing around the fact that you want all of his attention and you don't want to be the person that's like trying to grab it too much um and knowing when and how to do that like you there's no rule book so that's why like it comes off awkwardly on telly when you're like oh can we go for a chat because like it's so awkward but like you just you have to do what you can and it it does feel a little bit competitive and that's why that's why it can get catty and like that's why you you know seen some of the episodes i just have like a little menti b because it is like you don't know like you don't know how to you know swim those waters it's weird yeah Mm. fair enough i mean i feel like it's such a funny thing to just be not necessarily competing for one person but just like being in a room with many girls. It's like sleeping in the same room. Yeah, it's like sharing the same boy. Honestly. <laughs> it's like the DMs, but in real life. You know what? It that's is. what it's like. And that's why I was thinking, oh, it's like farmers isn't like, it's actually not that different because if I'm like, if I was like texting a guy that I met, I don't know, like Hinge or whatever, chances are he's chatting to other girls, but you don't have to see it, but you do see it on farmers. Yep. Mm, <laughs> and it's yeah, more like in your face. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like, oh, didn't like that one. <laughs> That's icky. Yeah, I remember this one time we were all like making dinner. Oh, fuck, I was making dinner because anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> I was making dinner um, and one of the other ladies like was in the kitchen and um she started tickling matt and then matt started like tickling her back and then he like lifted her up over his shoulder i was like you motherfucker <laughs> i don't know anymore and i actually after a bit of like not a hissy bit but i was like all right um i'm finished with dinner like you know it's all there for everyone and i just like, went to my bedroom because i was like you know what i don't want to say that like that's yeah. just like it's not like, it's not going to be productive for my relationship with Matthew it would be so hard to deal with that like seeing the person that you know you like or you fall in love with yeah Yeah. and then he's like mucking around with other girls in front of you it's like (laughs) oh my heart (laughs) oh you know what another like thing that made me super jealous we were all having dinner one night around the dining table not outside we're inside and This one's real bad. It's just funny. Um, Annabelle was sitting opposite me and then Matthew was at the head of the table. So it was like Annabelle, Matthew, myself, and then the other girls toward the other end of the table. Anyway, Annabelle like was trying to flirt with Matthew and she thought she was rubbing his leg. But she was rubbing my leg. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I kind of looked at her and then, and then, and then, and then I, I was like, is that Matthew? So I kind of like put my leg against Matthews and then he kind of like looked at me and smiled. But then, yeah. And then I think Annabelle got confused because she saw Matt and I look at each other and I think Annabelle then realized that she was touching me and it was just so (laughs) awkward and no one said anything. It was just this awkward eye contact. It was so, so awkward. (laughs) Dying. (laughs) Why is that the funniest thing ever? (laughs) 
traumatized. That's fully something I would do though. Like, I'd be like, yep, and I'm like, oh shit, that's wrong person. Yeah, wrong like, oh no. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Bloody did, hell. Did you find though, like, a lot of the moments that you had whilst, like, on Farmers didn't mm. make it to TV that you would have oh. liked people to see? Or you're happy some of them didn't, like, come to I air? I think. I think watching back on it, seeing seeing how episodes were framed without having the knowledge that I have in the full context, I think it makes it look like our relationship wasn't as deep as it was. And it mm. also captures like maybe 10% of my personality. And and you have like a thousand percent personality. I thought you were going to say she's a thousand personalities. <laughs> no, it's like, she's crazy. You work on the wardrobe. Mm, which personality should I wear today? <laughs> um, so I think like I, I, it would have been really nice for you know more of myself to be on TV. But like you know that's boring. And they're making TV, so yeah. of course they're going to get the little attention grabbers, and of course they're going to put things which will make people talk and. For them, it's a, you know, ditzy-looking blonde. And for them, like, for, you know, a ditzy-looking blonde to fall in love with a really grounded and well-thought-out farmer, of course it's going to instigate conversation. So that's what they put on. So, look, I get it. It's a little bit frustrating, but that's what I sign up for. And I I knew that watching back on it, it might not be nice. But, again, like, that was a conversation that I had with mum, with Matt, and you know what? It is what it is. Mm. At the end of the day, I've fallen in love with someone and I've got the life that I want and that's just what I had to keep in mind. That's so good. Just have that little positive outlook on it. Yeah. So nice. I'm going to step away from farmer for a second because I feel like there's so much more to you than just farmer wants a wife. Yeah. But you you have a history of, like, long-distance running and horse riding Mm. and, I mean, I – you and I like always go for run- used to go for runs together. <laughs> oh. and, like, <laughs> yeah, no, not true. used to. I mean, <laughs> we still do, but no, yeah, yeah, I've moved away. Fair. <laughs> so, like, tell us a little bit about that history for you. Yeah, so I, um, I've always had like a pretty active life. Um, so I grew up as like a, I danced pretty much full time when I was younger, and then I in- got an injury when I was about sixteen, so I stopped dancing. And then I started get, getting into like more natural sports, like so more running base, so like basketball and soccer and whatnot. Um, and then I was also like a runner a fair bit, so I ran for state and um, stuff as well. And then I just, yeah, with like lockdown and everything, I got back into long distance running. Um, and so yeah, yeah, I've done like my half marathons and whatnot. Um, I've done a couple of full marathons and it's just, it's like good for downtime. Um, and then... Yeah, horse riding, I think that kind of started like pretty young because as I said, like grew up on the hobby farm mm. and we started learning like so my fa- my grandfather actually broke horses and he like always worked around horses. Um, so like when we would go back to my family's farm, which is down the coast in Marimbula, like that's a bigger farm, um, we learned how to ride there and like my love for horses carried forward from there. Um, and then um, when I was in Wollongong to like stay connected with, with horses, I did RDA, so riding for the disabled. Um, and um yeah, that's pretty much like I've been able to still work with horses and whatnot in Bookham because Matthew has horses and Matt's cousin who lives across the road, she's got horses as well. Yeah. I love that. I love horses. They're I think they're so beautiful. beautiful. I know. And like, you know what? I hate being labeled a horse girl. Especially because <laughs> she's people. a saddle club girly. Bro, do you know how like at, <laughs> me? So when I used to work at Need, can I say like restaurant name? Yeah, yeah. sure. 
when I was working at Eating Ruby, the bartender Elliot would play the Saddle Club theme song <laughs> when, yes, when yes, I was closing the restaurant. Yes. I was like, you're dead to me. But I was a bit of a horse girl because on my break, I'd go visit my horse in Dapto as oh, well. So. What was your horse's name? Um, his name was Mo. He had a little moustache. Yeah, oh, that's really so cute. cute. I'll have to shoot a photo later. Yes, please. please. Oh, my goodness. And you had a little incident <laughs> this week with your horsies. Oh, which one? Um, you got bucked off one. Oh, yeah, that incident. That Ooh. was pretty rough. So Matthew and I went for a horse ride in Bookham. He's got two Clyde crosses, which are like big horses. One of them's like super quiet. One of them's a little bit more green, uh, which means like a little bit fresher. Um, so Matt's mum was like, Matthew, you ride like the tricky horse because she didn't know that I, I knew how to ride. Um, you know, Jane's trying to look after little Liv. So I got on the good horse. <laughs> Matthew's on like the one that's a little bit more green. And, um, you know, we were like going up and then going up like a hill and I went into like a gallop because I know how to ride horses. And then Matt was like, fuck, what's going on? Anyway, Matt got pig rooted off his horse and he hurt his wrist. So we, we hadn't gone horse riding together since. And then the other day there were a couple more rideable horses on Grace's farm. So we went over there and we were riding those horses and I took my horse scout into like a paddock and the miniature horses were over around the paddock. Mm. And anyway, he just got really worked up and I think it's because it was muddy as well in a different paddock. And he just started like pig rooting and bucking. And I came off once um, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you don't expect for it to happen. So yeah, I got bucked off my horse, I got a little bruise. Um, and then yeah, and then he did it again, but I knew he was gonna do it. So I stayed on and I looked like a little cowgirl. And I said, Matt, was that hot? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Watch ride me, this horse. <laughs> See what these hips do, baby. <laughs> I've always wanted to ride a horse. I feel like <laughs> sorry, no, I it's like the, the, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute. Did she? There was a wink there. I loved it. I I used to do a bit of horse riding because my mum owned um, a horse growing up, and I love it. I think it's like it's such a like beautiful but just adventurous experience. Like it really is. It's really cathartic, and Mm. you should like if you come to Canberra or Bookham for a visit, probably on a horse. Can I go on a miniature horse? Um, no. So they're like they're miniature like horses, like they're show horses. So you don't really ride them because they're oh. proper little. But How you can put me on like they? a pony. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. So ponies are like less than fourteen here, so you'd be fine. Oh fuck yeah! Oh my god, I've literally never ridden a horse before. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's a bucket list to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do Pop it. it on. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Saddle club music oh, yeah. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I'm Lisa. <laughs> I loved that show. I, I can't even lie. <laughs> it was a good show. There's this song at the moment that I absolutely love called My Barn, My Rules. And every time I listen to it, I'm just like, want to go on a horse. <laughs> we'll have to listen to it in the car. I was like, I have no idea what that Pop song music. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hype up for the clubs. Yeah. My <laughs> Barn, My Rules. <laughs> It's so good. It just gets me. It's just such a funk every time. I'm just like partying and dancing. Oh my gosh. Okay. What's something then, like, obviously, you know, we've spoken about your long distance running, your horse riding and, Mm. you know, little live growing up. What's something that would surprise everyone about you? Oh, I think like one thing that people get quite surprised about is that I actually am like a smart cookie. And I think I'm actually a lot deeper than people like that like then people realize like obviously Georgie like has seen me through through a fair bit and then you know I I don't know would you describe me as I don't think like once you like people get to know me I don't think it's just you know bubbly like live I think it's very much like I'm a happy person but you know I'm a deep thinker I like you know deeper connections and you know I like to learn and 
Absolutely. I feel like you've always been the person that I've gone to for advice. And I feel mm. like that's one thing I love about our friendship. Like, yeah, well, like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like all the times we'd be like, we're days. going to body pump class <laughs> in the morning and then it'll be like 3am at the bars and we're still drinking. We're probably, probably not going to go to body pump in like yeah. five hours. <laughs> but like, you know, we'll be, we, we have like, and I think it's not just with me, with all of your friendships, it's usually multifaceted. So you've got like either the like fun party side or like the boss side. And like you really are, I've seen you in a lot of different careers mm. and you really do like have this boss lady energy and then also on the flip side of it you're a very emotionally intelligent person Mm. and you you when you have a I guess obstacle you look at it from every perspective of not only of how is it going to affect me how is it going to affect the other person and what are the other options and how will it affect me long term Mm. and I really love that about you so yeah I think you're a very intelligent person and not just like academically but also um emotionally emotionally and Mm. you really know how to drive yourself you You're inspire so me. Cute. I know. A little yeah, bit of a love club here. <laughs> We're looking deep into yeah. each other's eyes. <laughs> I love you, baby. I love you, girl. <laughs> do you find, like, touching on that, like, saying yeah. that you, you know, a lot of people don't think, you know, that you've got such an intelligence. Mm. Do you feel like this is going into the blonde side of it? Like, do you feel, mm. like, I sometimes feel like it. Like, with the blonde hair, like, blue eyes look that people just immediately go, oh, well, that's just another dumb blonde. Like, oh, honestly, like, um, actually, when I did my job trial at Needing Ruby, um the the manager then who I'm actually like really good mates with now um she she goes oh she giggles too much she's ditzy she's not gonna last here and then you know within six months I was a manager like it was just and I think and she's actually said I like I really feel bad for having that perception of you I just didn't realize how deep you were um and I think like you know what sometimes I will use it to my advantage because I want to just like have people think that I don't care about shit and that I am really easygoing and I don't think about things because then people like don't expect much of you. And sometimes yeah. when you're not close with someone, like, fuck, I don't want you to expect shit of me. Like I'm a busy, I'm a busy lady. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, yeah, it, it definitely, like you can play, like you can use it to your advantage, but it can also be detrimental and that's just stereotypes in general. And it's, you know, everyone has to deal with different stereotypes, but you know, I think being a little blonde lady, yeah, you do, you do, you do cop a bit. Mm. Mm. But that's okay because you are the smartest girl in the room. Honey. You are equally smart to all of us. <laughs> you just called both of us dumb. <laughs> We're all smart in our own ways. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you looking for your new favorite drink? Head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition and you are in for a treat. They are serving loaded energy teas, which are 20 calories, no sugar, packed with vitamins and minerals, and also have aloe for those healthy guts. They serve healthy smoothies too, which are under 300 calories, high protein, contain macro and micronutrients to satisfy your hunger, and are made on water. So head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition today. With their extensive experience and expertise, Cubic Marketing offers a wide range of services to help businesses like yours thrive in today's competitive landscape. From website development and social media management to graphic design and SEO, Cubic Marketing has the tools and knowledge to elevate your brand. 
Imagine having a stunning website that captivates your audience and drives conversations. With Cubic Marketing's website development services, it's possible. Cubic Cubic Marketing! Marketing. So, we have (laughs) the the question that I, well, I feel like I kind of know a little bit, but I'm going to pretend I don't know because (laughs) crazy girl. Um, What does the future hold for you and Matt now? Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just giggling. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll fill you in. Um, So, look, Matt, obviously we went on Farmer Wants Wife, so we both knew that we wanted to settle down and have that, like, long-term like those long-term goals, you know, penciled in. Um, so we had a like conversation and, you know, by the time like what that we're 30, um, we do want to start like having the kids and we want to get married before then. And we want to get be engaged for a little while before then. And, um, you know, just make sure that we've got like, like a bit of a stable like income and probably put like a little deposit on a place. Um, at the moment, there's just things up in the air with the farm. So we don't know when we'll be going back to Bookham like full time. Um, because there's just like, Oh, like anyone who has had like like family succession stuff knows how complicated it can be and we just don't want there to be any like uncertainty or to be like any tiffs had because of the succession so we're just trying to put like the building box building blocks in place um but yeah i'm just giggling because (laughs) my i hope my sister doesn't listen to this um so my my when my dad got divorced from my mum, she gave him back the wedding rings so my dad's had them like for maybe like 25 years like sitting in his wardrobe and anyway we went out we went out for breaking this morning and he said like live like these are for you you do whatever you want with them you can sell them you can get them remade like but they're yours and then yeah matt and i were just in the car talking about the rings and i said like i feel like it would make more sense for me to give these to you and then you can give them back to me when you're ready so yeah <gasps> so that could be on the cards i'll keep you updated but yeah that was a special moment and look it's not going to happen too soon like we want to make sure that we've built a, like a good relationship and that we've got the foundations in place. I think we have values that align. We live our lives in a similar way. So that's not a concern for me. Yeah. Do you feel like there's <clears throat> pressure or not necessarily pressure, but do you feel like because you are on Farmer Wants a Wife mm. that there's pressure to fast track the relationship? Mm. Um, I did at the start, to be honest, because I was thinking, oh, it's Farmer Wants a Wife. We have to get married. Um, but when you leave the farmer wants wife setting and it's not on TV anymore, again, it's, it's interesting how quickly humans can revert back to what works for them. And I feel like it's just something that's in the past for us. And I honestly feel like we've got such a normal relationship yeah. and we're not, we don't feel that pressure anymore. Like, I mean, it's, it's almost like, like white noise in the background. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it would have actually been really tough if we ended up together from Farmer Wants Wife, but we knew we weren't compatible. Like, I wonder if that has affected anybody else on the show. Like, they've been scared to break up because yeah. of that, because of yeah. that pressure. Maybe so I do feel really great. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I heard you're single. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant to ask them that question. <laughs> I know, I'm just messing with you, babe. <laughs> But yeah, I think I am really grateful that Matthew and I are genuinely compatible and that we really want to, you know, work on a relationship which will last. Yeah. But yeah, I always, yeah, I often do wonder how, um, how it would have affected people who, you know, weren't actually genuinely happy in the relationship. Well, that's it. Like there's obviously a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we don't get to see as like the audience, but you get to experience on, you know, the show. What mm. was it like 
you know, I mean, the flow through, like the episodes make it look so smooth that it's like, you know, you go back to the farm, then you have yeah. your time and then, you, you know, you go on the dates and you go have those mixed together dinners. What's it like in between all of that? Like, is there a lot of like stage setting where like someone comes to you and they're like, all right, well, you're going to do mm. this now. Or is it more free for all that it's kind of go with the flow? Um, no, it is quite structured. So, um, you, you don't actually get to know what's happening day to day. So what happens is you get, you get maybe like one day notice if you're lucky. So like when we were in like filming in the Hunter, we didn't even know what day we were going back to the farm. We, we got told that we were being held in Canberra for a few days. So we just stayed in Canberra or we got told like we had to stay in Sydney. We would just stay in Sydney. So we eventually got back to the farm maybe like three days after that first episode, which actually takes three days of filming. It's not one day of filming. Mm. Then you get held in Canberra. So the 24 hour date can happen. Um, And then pretty much in the morning you get told you have to be ready at this time. You have to wear something like this. And then um, that's all you get told. So some mornings like we'd wake up. We'd get dressed and then there'd be like a letter from, you know, Sam Armitage and be like, oh, you've got the family, the family lunch. And then all of a sudden you have to get ready for the family lunch. Like, but we didn't know, had like no wow. idea that it was happening or like with the, um, like the country ball, like we had to get okay. shipped up to the central coast and we got told the morning of pack all of your belongings. You're leaving today. You're going to be gone for a week. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they take your phones off you. So like, you have no idea where you are and you know, you can't text really? each other. And, yeah. Wow. So like you're, you're all kind of like separated or is it like you get to stay with the girls or is it just separated from Matt? Separated from Matt. The yeah. only time that the girls get put on ice, which, oh, sorry. On ice means cool. So <laughs> you like, can't talk about what? like the hot stuff. Okay. So, yeah, so it's called you're on ice. So they, they put you on ice if, you, if you've if you gotten like chosen for the date. So, um, for example, at the country ball, when Matt asked me to go on that next date, which was at the Junior Chocolate Factory, um, they get us to all pack our bags before the country ball. And then Matt will choose his date. And then people behind the scenes, they'll get your bag, which is labeled and everything. They'll get all of your belongings while you're all still at the country ball. They'll put one, like one group of girls who are not going on the date all together in one. And then they'll get your stuff and you get shipped off somewhere else. So you can't talk to each other before the date or anything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like all the intricate stuff that happens like behind mm-hmm. that you don't it's get to It's really see. organized. And yeah. I think like that's why there's so much like pausing and like, you know, cameras are stopping and you've got to stop talking. You just can't talk for a little while because maybe they're, you know, packing stuff or maybe they're mm-hmm. organizing something behind the scenes, which, yeah. Yeah. They're like, everyone freeze, hold your conversations. Or yeah, they, take say and, like, they say yeah. this is on hold and you have, you have to sit there. You can't say anything. And there'll be people like on the mics, like listening to things and yeah you're even mm-hmm. marked when you go to the bathroom which i was mortified about because <laughs> oh i like i let it rip sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like two weeks that i realized that they could still hear me <gasps> oh my god <laughs> i was like oh you're joking you're Shit. joking <laughs> that's the that's my worst fear i yeah. was gonna say i can't like go to the bathroom in public bathrooms if there's other people around so like i'd end, <laughs> end up in hospital after two days and they're like girl just do. piss Honestly, so many <laughs> girls were constipated <laughs> through farmers and you yeah. wonder why because yeah, because <laughs> What like I have a question that for anyone that is looking to apply, yeah, kind of a two-parter question. Go. <laughs> First part is what advice would you have for anyone looking to apply, mm-hmm. and the second part is, did you get paid for going on farmers? Um, the advice that I would have is, do not expect it to be easy going. Like mm-hmm. the days of filming are long; it's emotionally taxing, and you need to be prepared that. 
day to day, it is tough. Like you're seeing the person that you're falling in love with, um, you know, try to be fair and spend time with other women. And you are also with other women and, you know, as much as you're around other people, it is quite isolating because you don't know what's going to get said and you don't know what kind of information would get passed on and you don't know what's going to end up on TV. So you are on edge the whole time. It's almost like you've got a front up and that can be isolating when you can't genuinely be yourself. Mm. Um, But I would also say like, like every now and then just go for shit. Like I, like I didn't think that I'd apply and then yeah, we ended up applying and then I didn't think that I'd actually go on and I, gave it my all and then when I was filming like in my head I thought this is the one time that I have to just not hold back and you know what if I want to speak to Matthew like I'm just gonna do it if I want to kiss Matthew I'm just gonna do it because imagine going through an experience and then going oh I regret not doing that yeah and I didn't want to leave with that so that's just like that was what I had in my head the whole time be who you are and just fucking go for shit and not just like not just on tv but like anything in life like what's the worst that can happen someone says no big whoop Mm. so i think that was like the big thing that i had in my head while i was filming um and then regards to pay um oh no you don't really get much so you get an allowance um and it's declared as like a tax write-off so you do it as a like there's like a tax form and essentially you say that you're doing it as like a hobby. Um, so it's not taxed. Um, so you get a hundred dollars a day per film day. Um, and they pay you 60% of that. And then they hold 40% of that. And then they give you the 40% of the entirety at the end, if you don't break your contract. So we got maybe like $60 a day filming was, um, six out of seven days. Um, and then on travel days, I think it was like $80 or something that you got. And then again, the percentages still apply there. Um, and then you got an allowance for food because, um, some days I couldn't like feed you. So they said, Oh, here's like, I think you got 10 bucks for brekkie, 15 bucks for lunch and 25 for dinner. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. It's so interesting that like, yeah, because I think a lot of people would be wondering about, you know, when you go on there, like how long are you expected to be filming well, for? They like, don't how tell you the that really. They say yeah. like, look, like worst case scenario, um, you know, you don't get chosen to go back on the farm and that's maybe like four days that you're away. Um, but otherwise you go on for, you know, two months. Wow. So it's really hard with work and whatnot because what do you tell them? Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm sick. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of said, look, I'm going to be honest. Like I've actually gotten on the TV show and I understand like if you need to replace me, like I understand that I, I might end up coming back. And I think like the thing for me was that, you know, I said, if I do get chosen as, you know, the farmer's wife, I will probably come back to Wollongong. I don't think I'd move to the farm straight away. Like I'd probably like spend a little bit of time back here. So even if you want me to come back and train people up, like I can do that too. So they cut my like, job in place, but I know heaps of girls who lost their jobs and they're financially insecure and everything. Like, and it's, it's tough. So I think that's like another piece of advice before you go on the show, have your ducks in a row. Yeah. Like be financially secure and you know, just know, know what you want in a relationship and know who you are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one more question for you. Yes, ma'am. How did you find dealing with the online trolls and mm. all of the... Because I am not even going to lie. Mm. I remember there was one day I was scrolling through Facebook mm. and I saw a comment and I... Usually I'm not like a Facebook comment responder, but then mm. I was like fuck you i'm so angry and i the millennial asshole came out yeah the millennial (laughs) asshole came out and i was like fuck this bitch i'm replying like how dare you talk about strangers online and this and that like backing you up (laughs) like no one's gonna see this but like how did you deal with you know the Mm. the negative comments Mm. because they did like i remember my mum also saying 
she was watching it and she was like, I know Liv and this is not her. Yeah. But wow. I can see how people would assume yeah. this is what she's like. Yeah. Um, look, it was actually really tough. Um, I wasn't expecting people to be so unkind because who I am as a person, I could not fathom saying some of the things that were said to me, especially about people that I don't know. Um, and I, I look, nothing prepares you for that. And you know what? It wasn't just me. I, I felt for all of the women. And I think the saddest thing was that like it wasn't it wasn't so much that like people had an opinion. Like of course people have an opinion. You know, for some people like they love the show and like this is what like this is what they do in the evening. They watch it and they, you know, they they almost project themselves onto you know the characters us mm. and they they say they think you know i wouldn't do that i wouldn't act like that so of course i have an opinion like oh what the fuck is she doing um so the, i guess the way that i dealt with it i thought look this isn't me this is the portrayal of me there's elements of me there but it's not me they don't know me they see a version of me on telly um but in saying that, as much as you try to have those positive thoughts, those intrusive ones still come in. So, look, I, I did get really bad social anxiety. Um, I, stopped, I stopped going grocery shopping. I wouldn't go out. Like, I essentially went to work, went to the gym, and that was it. Um, and I had to be in touch with a therapist pretty much every couple of days. Um, and I was getting nightmares about seeing messages as well. So I eventually had to get my phone taken off me throughout the evenings, um, especially while airing was happening. So, um, yeah, Matt would take my phone off me and he'd keep my phone. And um, I tried to not read things, but it's really hard to not. Mm. Like once mm. like once that – it's like Pandora's box. You see one and you're like, what the hell? Like why is everyone saying this? And then you know what? Like it's just – it started to terrify me because I started believing things. I thought, you know, mate, like, what if I am dumb? What if I am manipulative? You know, what if I'm not the one for Matt? And it was almost like reliving all of that uncertainty again, which was happening throughout mm. Farmers with Filming because the whole thing is so, like, it's, you know, all up in the air. So I felt like even though, like, I had moved, I was like, maybe that was a mistake. So that was really tough. So, yeah, one thing was trying to stop reading the messages, having Matthew take my phone, um and trying to trying to validate my experience as it was in reality Mm. um and then you know what eventually like it was really hard as well because my mom was calling me crying because she was really scared that I was that my mental health was going to decline um which it did I ended up having to take like a couple of weeks off work because I was just debilitated um but look eventually worked through it kind of got used to it kind of realized look I don't want my negative feelings about this to impact my relationship with Matthew. I want to put my time and energy into um, being the best person that I can be through this. And I need to make sure that, you know, Matt's not worrying about me. So I was just trying to put time and energy into that instead. Um, And yeah, I think that was probably how I dealt with it. You just kind of get used to it and you just try to work through it. Yeah. I'm yeah. over here like crying. I don't know if that's your daughter. That is so I know, like, I just want to give you the sad. biggest hug right now. That is, it, like, it's just so harsh that society can just be so negative towards mm. someone that they don't even know. Yeah. Like, it's a stranger on TV to mm. them. Like, yeah. and it's a person. Like, people yeah, really need to realize that's a human being. It's yeah. not like just some random, like, it's actually someone that has feelings, yeah. has emotions. Mm. Like, I don't know, just like anyone listening, like, just have respect and kindness for other people 
It doesn't. Yeah. It's not that hard to be nice. And no, I think, yeah, I, I apologize. Not that I said anything, but I apologize <laughs> that you had to go through that because that's Thank horrible. You. Yeah, and look, it, it was it was very very tough, but coming out of it I now have so much respect for people who are in the public eye not just you know on telly you know as people who have done reality tv but even news reporters like you just see the amount of crap that especially women cop and you know and as you know a woman who loves to support other women like I would never I'd never bring anyone down especially now you just see how how impactful it can be and people do see things and it does it does impact people so I don't know. My my vibe at the moment is just put kindness out there. Like, just be just be good. <laughs> <laughs> be a good little egg, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I we have one last cheerful question for you. Yeah, let's just bring the vibes bring back the vibes up. Back. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, sorry if you're at home with tissues right now. We apologize, <laughs> but you need to know these things. <laughs> but. What has been the most memorable blonde experience of your entire life? Doesn't have to be career based, doesn't have to be anything. Just what is one that you always look back and go, lol? <laughs> oh, oh, I've had a few. Um, <laughs> fuck. I can't believe I'm throwing myself under the bus right now. Georgie you- and I, we went out for dinner and we were like, let's just be different women tonight. Like, we finished at the gym and the endorphins were high. We dressed up and we, <laughs> we went out for dinner and we were like, we're celebrating and like, oh, fuck me. Anyway, we told people that we were celebrating because we bought a house together. <laughs> I think, and you know what though? Like we were just, like, we were just living our best little life. Like we were pretending we were like so rich. Just like, woo. Anyway, we were like woo girls that night and that was just, and anyway, that's embarrassing. Also that's egos. probably one of my most embarrassing many free shots out I know of it. But that's why I feel bad I know uh, that's a that's good vibes <laughs> remember free drinks are good drinks <laughs> never say no to free drink oh maybe sometimes yes if, if it looks sketchy it. <laughs> if it's us yeah no <laughs> I love that that's so good <laughs> how embarrassing well, oh thank you so much for coming on our podcast we really yeah, appreciate it it has so been fun. such a good episode I think everyone's gonna really love this one I think so too <laughs> meeting so <laughs> well, I'm Maddie. I'm Georgie. And this is the Legally Blonde Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wine lovers. Maddie and I know what it's like when you've got a last minute girls night ahead and need to find a perfect bottle of wine that suits everyone's taste palettes. It's not easy. Doom wines are the perfect bottle to go for for any occasion. They're tasty, come in reds, pinks and whites and are the go-to for any occasion. If you've ever seen us out on the town drinking, it's always a doom wine. Doom wine are sustainably sourced, vegan friendly, and have minimal sulfur. Goodbye, Goodbye, hangovers. And the best part is they're available all over Australia in bottle shops, online, and even at your favorite bars. Doom Doom wines. If you're looking for a way to wind down and support muscle recovery after a training sesh or want to humble brag about your caffeine free way to wake up, NeuroCover has you covered. 
Ice baths are something Maddie and I do on the regular to support muscle recovery, decrease inflammation, and overall feel more energized on the weekends. The new Recover Ice Bath is easy to set up and drain, can hold up to 400 liters of water and ice, and is completely durable. If you want to try it out, use our code MADISON72572 at checkout for 15 to 20% off your purchase. New, new Recover. Did you like today's podcast? All of the music, sound, mixing and editing was done by Julia from Julia's Music Studio. Julia is a composer and music educator based in Sydney who writes, arranges, performs and teaches music. She writes and arranges music from diverse genres for a variety of instruments and ensembles, as well as teaching composition, music theory, piano, singing and flute in both private and school settings. She also does various gigs as a singer in an acoustic duo. You can find more details on all her musical adventures, as well as her contact information on her website, which has been posted to our Instagram.